I'm Grantham Jones, and this is the Santa Fe Christian Athletics Podcast, a space dedicated to highlighting the stories of our coaches, players, and staff, with the aim of seeing how Jesus uses sports for his kingdom. All right, we are here live with a man who needs no introduction, Mr. John Salyer. Uh, he is um, sim- a, a little special for me because yeah. um, I, it's impressive. I <laughs> because uh, my first time ever doing a long-term sub appointment uh, was in John Salyer's class while uh, you were uh, you were out getting back surgery. One of five, yeah. One of five. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So. Um, this this podcast is going to be highlighting uh, athletics. Uh, it's going to be highlighting people who are involved in athletics. It's going to be highlighting our coaches. And uh, so for our second installment, I thought, who better uh, than someone who's been here for so long, who's been here... 30 uh, years. 30, 30 years. Um, I know I, I have just like a really Louis Armstrong type of voice, but that is longer than I've been alive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, I just want to know, how did you get involved at Santa Fe Christian? Oh, how did I get involved? Um, it's a tremendous story. My mm. father and mother-in-law were at Scott Memorial Baptist Church, which is down in El Cajon, and they heard Tim LaHaye speak about a desire and need for a school in North County. So they took their only possessions, it was a development, and they sold it, bought this, my father-in-law bought this property and donated it to the, uh, to the church to build Santa Fe Christian. I didn't know, I was only like 10 or 11, I guess, at the time. And, I met their daughter, my wife Gina, up at Westmont and fell in love and started dating and then got engaged and then I became a teacher. I was at public school before I knew any of this and um, they did some cutbacks uh, at the school and I was the first one in, first one out type thing. And the students, it was really sweet. They held a little, not a protest, but a sit-in, safe (laughs) salary, like a whale. Safe salary. Safe salary. It was cute, but it made the papers. John Couch was chairman of the board of Stanford Christian and he read the article. And then called Kathy Ellis, who was Young Life Director at San Diego. Yeah. Asked about me and the kids. And the next thing I know, John calls me and meets me at what would be Rudy's Taco Shop. Talking Fantastic. About his Carne yeah. asada. Yeah. <laughs> talked about, I had a chili riano. I can remember that. Talking about his future, what he see, saw of Christian education becoming, former VP of Apple. Okay. And um, what he wanted to do as far as making uh, Christian leaders of tomorrow and beyond potential. And so I was hooked and sold. And I joined the next day, um, and the first person I met when I walked on campus was F. Huey. And, Huey. Uh, yeah. And it wasn't for like two years before my father and mother-in-law told me the story about Santa Fe Christian and their involvement. Wow. Now, 30 years later, 30 plus, all three of my children, Allie, Kelsey, and Christian, were lifers and graduated. And now my oldest, Allie, has three grandchildren, and the oldest, Hayden, is a first grader here at Santa Fe Christian. Wow. So, yeah, Runs th- in the blood. Yeah, yeah. If you cut me, I bleed red. Wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> Christian, red, white, and gold. They were, I was there when we, we white and gold. Yeah. Um, and they all had meaning. And I was there when they picked, uh, when we wrote the alma mater and the um, the fight song. <sighs> that is, oh, yeah. this is, this is the stuff. Because yeah. for someone who is not, I mean, people don't know a ton about me, but, you know, my fiance it's went always here. about, yeah. It, it, yeah. It, well, it is always about me. That's true. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, but they like they were 
um, they're kind of a legacy. And so mm-hmm. I've, I've heard what I've heard about Santa Fe in my short time here from them. And then now just from talking and uh, talking to you, talking to people who have been here, been here a while. And it's just crazy to think of just how it's been trailblazed. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's exciting. Yeah. It's a great story. If you ever have time to talk to people like Steve Hurst, the former beginners, okay. founders, um, Galloway, Jerry Galloway, people, first headmaster, and, um, some of the first teachers. It's a pretty amazing legacy. Yeah. I mean, I remember my first teachers meeting in a little, almost like a closet, and they were reminding us to make sure that we returned our the, the one vacuum cleaner they had for the upper, <laughs> it wasn't upper, high school and middle school. So when you get done cleaning your room, yeah. you to return the vacuum cleaner and make sure it's not full. <laughs> those are good times. That's so cool. I, and so I think... Um, that's one thing that it was just like when people were saying, when I started getting feedback about the podcast, people started saying, I I asked who would you like to see on? And you know, your name came up because there's kind of a lore around John Salyer that, um, if, uh, uh, if like kids are, are doing, uh, certain, certain things or certain things on campus and, and I, I'm like, Oh, like, uh, is this involved? Like what class is involved in? If they're holding a video camera, I know it's Salyer's class. And I think that, um, there's like it's certain things like I'm eventually gonna get Bickley on here and he'll tell me about that he's made a million three pointers. That's my goal is to is to get that on there. But um, I really also want to know just how athletics has been, um, like how that has kind of been part of your story here at Santa Fe. Well, I originally came here. I became a teacher to coach. Mm-hmm. I, I was a history teacher and um, a political science guy. Yeah. And I did that for 25 years. I moved into broadcast just recently in the last 15 years. Um, part-time broadcasting and built the studio with John Cahill and Amy Kennard. We're currently in the broadcasting studio right the now. The bowels so, of yeah. the library, yeah. yeah. Um, so I originally wanted to coach, and I was coaching at San Diego High School basketball. I also coached softball and some other sports there. And I came over here to coach basketball, and um, I wanted to coach football. Yeah. Uh, but they, the principal at the time, Marvel Guest, yeah. um, thought being a new teacher at Santa Fe it might be too much on my plate and I was like no so um, <laughs> it's an interesting story about me coaching football here because when I came in 87 I used to um, drive my motorcycle around on the weekends because I was <laughs> I was actually working in construction and then I was teaching over at San Diego and I, on the weekends I'd drive around and I kind of meandered through here up into this campus yeah and uh, where the gym is was just basically a dirt lot and I pulled up there and I watched a little football team there was 11 man game 11 it was against Village Christian it was score was 60 to nothing and it was probably halfway through the third quarter and I looked at running, running clock at that point probably no no um, and I, I watched the game and I saw um, a couple things in my mind I, I felt so sad for these kids but I looked on the sidelines of Santa Fe Christian which would become I didn't know Sandy Christian, I didn't know anything about this place. I just kind of stumbled across it. And I saw they had 11 kids on the field and three subs. And one of the subs had his leg taped up. So they, <laughs> and then I saw the coach, uh, um, a young guy who would eventually become my best friend, Clark Gilbert. I didn't wow. know who was running on the sidelines, cheering him on. It was, they competed. I mean, they got beat into the ground, but they never quit. Which was interesting because the next year, ironically, I found myself, next two years, I found myself here. Um, so I think it was in 85 or 86, and I ended up in here in 88, and I was with Clark coaching, and these kids had no quit in them. Yeah. And I think that was born in the fires of that experience. So, so good. that was my first experience with Santa Christian football yeah. and sports. And then 
at, at what point did that start transitioning into you actually stepping into more of a coaching role on campus? Oh, my first year, 87, um, I went to Marvel and said, I need a coach. Uh, that's why I, I exist. And Clark was, well, there was a head coach, Dan Kohler, for about a week. And then he left and Clark took over. Mm -hmm. And it was just Clark and I and um, running the program. Two guys, that's it, just two coaches. You know, we had a lot of kids come out that year, so like 40 kids, 50 kids, and it was, it was like herding cats, and it was, it, was, it was fun. Yeah. It was grassroots, and we all played and competed against the Coastal League. It was just formed. I think Army-Navy was in it still, so that was my first kind of introduction to it. It was fun times. I love that. And it, it, just to think about like how far – like it how far we've come and i mean we're rolling out squads with you know we we have a fre even a freshman team this year and yeah it's just like I, I find it pretty for me it's 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 a blessing uh that i in a small just a small little minuscule way was a part of the foundation of that mm -hmm. uh clark gilbert was the, the he took over for um like i said he kind of inherited the program that had been waning um the original coach was um tatum Coach Tatum, mm -hmm. and uh, in the early 80s, and then Clark inherited that after the team had been beaten into the ground, because it was 11-man competing against big schools mm -hmm. with maybe 120 kids in a high school, Yeah. Uh, so you had 30 kids in the program, if you're lucky, for two, pro two, two teams, yeah. and of that, maybe 22 to 24 would show up. So it was a it was watching that watching Clark build a program out of nothing was was an honor to be associated with it, and he always said and I, I still to this day he, it echoes in my head. There's two things he said that were I think were phenomenal. It speaks to his character was, every kid has a story and it's our job to listen, and the second oh, thing, yeah it's good. And the second thing he said is the little things, take care of the little things, and, and you don't have to worry about the big ones. So working hard every single play, coming prepared, yeah that kind of stuff a little bit. So it was impressive. And yeah. um, that first year was, um, we had, um, uh, see, Colton Sudbury and Danny St. Jean were juniors. So we inherited a program with a couple good, great players, William Roberts, and he was a phenomenal athlete. Um, the Coastal League was competitive against each other. Mm -hmm. We stepped out, played in other schools, it was rough. Yeah. You know, we were, I, 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 I don't know how it flipped. Were we Division One, Division Five were the, the highest, or... Division five was four. One was the highest, and we were division. We were at the yeah. end of the spectrum, and we were at the bottom of that spectrum. Man, it, I, just hearing that stuff is just—it's shocking to me. And uh, I, I just wonder. So, I mean, now for people that, that don't know, I mean, you've kind of launched and and built from the ground up this SFC TV, mm -hmm. um, like a platform. And so, just how, like, how did how did you start that, and then how is that currently being maintained? Yeah. <laughs> TV was really literally Clark Gilbert's idea. He had evolved and grown. Um, he kind of stepped out and let Coach Brown, Rick Brown, from yeah. Carlsbad take over the program, and then that was inherited by Bob Denson, who then was taken over by uh, Brian Seip and Nick Rosetta. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was kind of like this progression. And so Clark said, I miss football. I said, yeah, I do too, because I stepped out in 98 because mm -hmm. um, my children were getting older and I was missing too many Saturdays and stuff like that. Right. And I, I chose to step out, and so did Clark. But we decided, uh, with the help of John Cahill, the engineer here, mm -hmm. to to do a, po uh, a broadcast. Yeah. Now that was 2001 when we had the first year of sight in Rosetta, and they ran the double wing T with the misdirections, and it was impressive. Mm -hmm. And we had just launched this this um, building. Wow. So um, with that and that in mind, um, 
we were analog. So I mean, we carried everything. It was probably about 500 pounds worth of equipment. Wow. So that's how it started. It was just Clark and I on the air with John Cahill on the camera. And, um, and over time, Jim Hayes stepped in in 2008, and it was just him and I. Mm-hmm. And then slowly got Joe Vaccaro came in as a parent. And then we started getting kids. We were using the kids out of our broadcast class. Yeah. Eric Stenson was one I would think of. Kyle Hoekstra, a phenomenal um, kid. These are great kids who stepped in. They actually went into the business. Uh, Kyle works in LA as a product, product, owns a company. And wow. Eric went to Australia and owns a company in production. Wow. We've had several be successful. So it's, to be honest, it's not really so much the sport. It's, it's that's what entices them. It's the, the vehicle that we use to teach them to tell stories yeah. and, and, and to be prepared and be excellent in what you do. So this is what we use. This is, I use football and basketball, volleyball, we did volleyball last night. Um, but it's the kids who want to, they, they're kind of drawn to sports. They don't realize they're learning the skill. Yeah. And so I, I think you already touched on it a bit, but like just as as we kind of wrap up this this episode, I, I I love the history. I love hearing your story. And if you guys are on campus, Sal always wants you to come by. Always. always. Um, but I guess what I really, uh, if if you could vocalize, like how have you seen what you've done at Santa Fe and what you continue to do? I mean, you're now coaching girls golf. Yeah. I mean, girls golf, middle school basketball. I've been doing it for years. Middle school golf for years. Yeah. I. What was the question? So then, how how have uh, how do you see all the things that you have done and how you currently do as a ministry for for Jesus and for this mission, wow. this school? Um, that's a good question. I came here because I was affected positively by a coach mm-hmm. when I was in high school. Um, kind of a rough situation for me going through high school, and he befriended me, and he he was a father figure. I had a great father, mm-hmm. but for the first. 15 years of life, he was an alcoholic, and then after that, he turned his life around. Was an amazing man, wow. um, love and adore him. He was he was a great guy, um, and I try to live up to his example. Um, but this this coach stepped in, so that was kind of motivated me to coach. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, the idea behind all of this, the, the whole reason why I, any of the teachers at Santa Fe do what they do is because they love the kids. You Amen. Know, they, they want the um, to be used if any way possible to either fertilize the soil. Get ready for, I mean, be part of the harvest, whatever. Um, that's what our, our job is. So I, I look at this as an opportunity for more surface time with kids. And I get the kids that are kind of, uh, for lack of better, they're kind of the technical guys. Ironically, a lot of my kids in this program are also athletes. Yeah. You would think it'd be more the technic, tech, tech old kids, but they're not. They're, yeah. They're all, I get all kinds of walks. And I got women that are, are on air. Sarah Jones was phenomenal. I mean, we've got the whole width and breadth of Santa Fe Christian student body. And anytime that we can spend time in, 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 in the, what's the old saying? In the midst of quantity time, quality time arises. Yeah. So hopefully sometimes, you know, you have a chance to interject, um, you know, the love of Christ. I mean, that's really yeah. what we're trying to do. It's so good. I, and I, I'm reminded of uh, earlier last week, I was hanging out with uh, Mr. Litz and I saw a cricket in here <laughs> um but i was hanging out with mr litz and he has a, a little um frame on there that just remind that i feel like embodies uh, a lot of the work that you do sal so this is going to get really sappy in here but yeah, sure. <laughs> um well he said uh, I, i'm paraphrasing but it says um when uh when all is over and no one's going to remember how big my my bank account was or or how many things i was involved in or or what have you and it goes down the list of all these things that it kind of feels like we we think might be important in, in society but then it says but i i will remember that i made a difference in the life of a child and i think yeah. that is just t- 
totally. But it, I, I see it in you, and I see it around Santa Fe. It's just well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, it's an honor to be here. I always think every day is a blessing. I really do. I mean, I'm not just saying that. It's I got the best job in the world. <laughs> well, um, John Salyer, thank you so thank much you. for being on. It Brad was a pleasure. Um, me on here. <laughs> all right. That was John Salyer. Such an amazing time hearing his wisdom and history with SFC. And throughout this first season of the SFC Athletics Podcast, we're searching out great on-campus guests to hear their stories. If you're looking for more, download the Talent app on the App Store or go to sfcathletics.com or even stream a live game through SFC TV. Also, please partner with our staff, parents, and players in praying for our athletics program. And we'll see you soon. God is good all the time. And go Eagles!